You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hey there, Star Wars fans. You're listening to the 23rd episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for everything related to Star Wars Episode 7 and Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Battlefront, and all the new and exciting projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. We've got news, rumors, discussion, all that good stuff for you. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Kyle, doing good. And what do you know? We got some official announcements to talk about this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least one official announcement. We've also got uh, – this wouldn't be an episode of The Saga Continues without some Episode 7 casting rumors. Of course And <laughs> uh, just got a couple other things to talk about. Not a whole lot of big stuff this week, so this will probably be a uh, relatively short episode for us. Um, but – I, I kind of get the feeling there might be some big stuff coming up sooner or later. I mean, we keep getting that feeling, and then sometimes we don't get that news. But um, the past couple of times, it seems like, you know, we'll go three weeks or a month or something without doing a podcast. And then when we finally do have one, it's like we finally got something big to talk about. And then we got a bunch of little stuff to squeeze in there, too. And so our episodes end up being like an hour and a half or hour 45 minutes or something like that. So I figured we'd do one that'll probably be, I don't know, around an hour, maybe less, and we can just knock out some of the smaller stuff so that the next uh, next time we have a big announcement to talk about, we don't have to, like, overstuff the episode. Yeah, and it's a lot of it, too, us hoping we're going to get a big announcement soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially with the rumor that we have today. But, um, yeah, I mean, and it's not like this is just going to be a throwaway episode where we're just blabbing about stuff to kill time. I mean, we do have some interesting stuff to talk about in here as well, just nothing huge like the uh comic-con panel for star wars rebels that we had to talk about on our last episode but should still have some fun discussion rumor speculation all that good stuff so uh tim you want to start us off with the big rumor that just dropped this morning as of when we're recording this this is uh sunday the 27th of october and yeah we just got kind of a big rumor that dropped this morning regarding episode seven yeah, this one's regarding Harrison Ford, and this is coming from Jedi News, which reported this today that, of course, it's not official, but they're saying that pretty much Harrison Ford is a done deal now, and that um, there was kind of some holdups as to why, why he was kind of waiting to make it official. And so uh, they were saying that pretty much in a, pretty much in just talks, Harrison, Afford, Harrison Ford agreed to replace his role as Han Solo when the... Uh, it was announced or talked to with Lucas that they were going to make episode seven and that even before the Disney deal, kind of in principle, he agreed to do it. But there was, of course, some financial stuff to work out. But the interesting thing to me was that um, he wanted to do something that's going to be for more than just episode seven. He actually wanted to do something where the character of Han Solo, his character arc transcends episode seven is the word they're using in Jedi news. Kind of just not just be episode seven and that's it, but for more movies whether it's i don't know if it's standalone episodes eight and nine but more to continue on with han solo's story than just episode seven and then also too which is cool if this is true he also in this new deal 
supposedly that he'd be reprising uh, Indiana Jones for another indie movie too. So it's kind of not just an episode seven deal in place, but a multi-picture deal, um, not just Star Wars too, but with Indiana Jones. So if this ends up being true, I think it's some cool and exciting news to get more Han Solo and more Indiana Jones in our future. So I was pretty excited about it. Hopefully it ends up being true. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty excited about that too. Um, and again, this is still just rumor at this point, but at least some of the stuff we've heard from Jedi news sounds like, you know, some of it sounds like it has a bit more credibility to it than some of the stuff you hear on some of the other rumor sites out there, uh, not to name any names, but if you listen to our podcast before, you probably know which one we're talking about. It just <laughs> kind of spews out all kinds of rumors and stuff. But um, because for one thing, I think if you think about it and, you know, as much as we've tracked the rumors and news and interviews and stuff over the past year, I mean, this seems like it would make sense with everything else that we've heard because, I mean, Harrison Ford, along with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, seems like a pretty safe bet to be returning for Episode 7, but nothing official has been announced yet. And we've seen a lot of interviews with Harrison Ford kind of early on where he was, you know, really kind of hamming it up with the, you know, pretending like he couldn't say anything and he would just like zip his lips and mumble and, you know, you're thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to be in it and he's just messing with us. And then in our, I think it was in our last episode, we talked about an interview that he did on the Graham Norton show with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he actually said something in that interview, like, well, I haven't really decided yet. And I was thinking like, oh, well, we've kind of been assuming all along that he was coming back. But, you know, is it really that Disney isn't just ready to announce it yet? Or has he really not, um, you know, not fully committed to it yet? Which would explain why they haven't made any sort of official announcement, because at this point it's like, come on, what's the holdup? But, uh, you know, if all this is true, that he agreed to it pretty much right off the bat and said, yeah, I'll do it, but I want this, this and this. And then over the past year, they've just been working on, you know, the financial contracts and his salary and everything, as well as uh, the stories for both Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I think part of the deal is he wanted he he basically wanted to say in the contract that, like, he's going to be able to play uh, play Han Solo again in Star Wars and play Indiana Jones or yeah, play Indiana Jones in another Indiana Jones movie. And I guess the point where they're at now, at least from what it says in this rumor, is that they still you know don't have an Indiana Jones movie in development. But what they've worked into this contract is that by the end of 2014, they'll have at least like a story treatment in place. And that if everyone likes it and agrees on it, then they'll try to get a movie done by like 2016. Um, and also that, uh, yeah, with Star Wars, it said he wanted to see... Uh, kind of an idea of where his character would go beyond episode seven and uh, what you said about, you know, it could be spinoff movies or something, but I think to me, it sounded like it's probably episode seven, eight, and nine um, just because he said, you know, he wanted to know like the larger overall continuing arc and not just what was going to happen in episode seven. So I'm assuming that's going to sort of carry over to the next two sequels after this one. Um, but you know, hopefully, uh, well, it sounds like if this is true, that he's happy with it and that, you know, with all this time that they've had, they've finally had the time to, uh, I mean, I'm sure they've probably got the story for episode seven pretty close to lockdown by now and have maybe started thinking about where they're going to go for the next two films. Um, and so, you know, if this is all, uh, if this is all legit, then it sounds like they've gotten to that point and Harrison Ford's pretty happy with it. So that's pretty exciting, which also sort of dispels the rumors that a lot of people had early on that, oh, he's only going to come back if they kill off Han Solo, which they still might do. But if this is all true, then he's probably not going to get killed off in episode seven, at least. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, it just really caught me by surprise about the whole multi-picture deal, because, I mean, before 
um, episode seven was even announced and the, just the idea of having the original cast come back. I always thought, you know, Harrison Ford would be the one actor who would, wouldn't come back for a Star Wars movie because some of the comments he said in the past. But now to get this information where he might not only come back for episode seven, but for more movies, it just kind of took me by surprise. Well, but in a good way at that, he's still invested in the character of Han Solo again. And he just doesn't want to be a quick one and done movie and that's it. But he wants to see his character develop more than just episode seven. So, which to me, it's just great to hear and just having that interest in the character again. And, and I know we'll talk about this later when we get to the official news about the writers for episode seven. But I'm wondering if all this stuff, information coming out, is all going to tie in together because it was also mentioned that um, just this past August is when he kind of saw what the story is going to be for Han Solo. And that's when he agreed to it and was happy with that character arc he was going to have. Is that has something to do with the new writers that are coming on board for this? And is that all connecting some way where things are finally moving into place where maybe we're going to start getting some official announcements soon because of all this uh, speculation that's going on with the writers and the actors agreeing to their deal. So um, like we said in the intro, we get that feeling again, and I get that feeling something big should be announced pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, um, you know, with with him talking about the continuing story arc and all that kind of stuff, and I mean, like you said, it's good to know that he's sort of invested in the character, and I mean, that makes sense to me because maybe he is still kind of reluctant to do it and doesn't really want to be involved in this huge thing with, you know, all the fans and the Comic-Cons and all that kind of stuff, but it's like... If he is going to return to it, he wants to make sure that it's going to be worth coming back to and that it's not just going to be fan service or, you know, a, a wasted character or that he's not just going to be, you know, an old version of Han Solo kind of sitting around doing nothing. I mean, and I think that's what uh, what he said on the Graham Norton show. The guy asked him, like, uh, you know, so what are Han and Leia doing at this point in their lives anyway? Are they just kind of like sitting around on the front porch, you know, arguing like an old married couple? And Harrison was like, well, see, that's kind of why I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to come back or not. And so I think he wants to really make it worth it and uh, make sure that it's still an interesting character that people are going to like, which I don't think is really a problem that you have to worry about because it's Han Solo. I mean, yeah. with, just with the built in. Uh, fan base from the original trilogy, you'd have to screw up the character really bad for people to not like just the fact that he would be on screen. But at the same time, I'm sure as an actor, he wants to actually be able to do something with the character, which is, you know, totally, I'm sure, fine by me and fine by all the fans that we would get to see, not just see Han Solo again, but see him actually do something cool and have an important character arc and an important role in the story. Yeah, definitely. And also, too, it makes you think, if um, his character as Han Solo is going to have a, a, a central arc for the story, is does uh, it mean that his family, like his offspring, like the children, everybody has a son or daughter, are they going to be the main focus of the new trilogy or more so than what uh, Luke's going to be doing in the new trilogy? Just I just got me thinking a little bit just since because he wanted to make sure Han Solo uh, was developed a lot in the course of the new trilogy. And if this kind of makes sense where you know he's not going to be the main focus or the main character in the movie, but if his offspring is going to be the main focus and it's going to tie to his character also. So that just got me thinking, you know, the main uh, protagonists of the movies are going to be Han and Leia's kids. So we'll find out soon. But another cool thing, too, you're mentioning about uh, Indiana Jones. How cool would it be to have Episode 7 in 2015, hopefully, <laughs> and then the year after, you get hopefully get a star, standalone Star Wars movie plus an Indiana Jones movie. I mean, how cool would that be? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I mean, obviously, I'm not as big of an Indiana Jones fan as I am a Star Wars fan, but, I mean, I love those movies, too, and I'd be happy to see another one 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, if that ends up working out, then great. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that this turns out to be true or at least part of it. Um, and, you know, hoping that we'll hoping that a we'll get some official casting news soon and b that, you know, we will have all these original actors on board for uh, episode seven, as it seems like it's going to play out that way. Yeah. And if Hans or Harrison Ford is getting this multi-picture deal, hopefully it's the same thing for Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, unless something happens to their characters in episode seven. But it would make sense if he's going to be in more than one, then unless their characters get killed off, uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher would be too. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping when we see that official press release, hopefully soon it'll say Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher return for multi-picture uh, Star Wars movies, not just episode seven. Yeah. Although, you know, at the same time, I kind of hope they maybe don't go into that too much because, you know, what if in episode seven you have some sort of situation where those characters are in peril and you're like, oh, is this the mo- the moment when Luke's going to get killed off and, you know, this young Jedi character is going to sort of rise up to lead the charge and be, you know, the protagonist for the rest of the series. And then you're like, well, no, because I read in the press release that he's coming back That's in episode true. eight, you know, although he could come back force ghost Obi-Wan style in Empire Strikes Back. So who knows? Yeah. Hopefully that will be an issue for me and not because I spoiled myself on some <laughs> form or something looking online and I know the details of all the characters. I'm going to try hard, but it hasn't worked out for me in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a fine line that we have to draw between, you know, rumors and speculation and like spoiling the movie for ourselves as the movie gets closer and closer. But luckily we have J.J. Abrams directing who's good at keeping secrets. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't follow Into Darkness or the first Star Trek movie closely even before the movies came out where I'm looking on these sites and trying to find out about it. So I don't know exactly if details got leaked a little bit before the movie came out or if pretty much it stayed pretty top secret up until it's released or at least a few days before. So this will be my first experience following a J.J. Abrams movie and we'll see how secretive he can be. Yeah, as far as I remember with Star Trek, and I didn't follow it real closely either, especially the first one. I mean, Into Darkness, I read a little bit more about but it was more just sort of on the regular websites that i look at if there was an article i might have clicked on it but it's not like i was hunting for Mm -hmm. you know star trek news but um even with into darkness like whenever i would find stuff on occasion most of it would start with you know the movie's eight months or six months or three months away or whatever and we still don't know this about it or we still don't know all that much about the story or we still don't know the role of benedict cumberbatch's character and he's all mysterious and of course they were trying to keep it a secret that his you know that he was playing uh con i almost said han because we're talking about star wars but um yeah that he was playing con because that's sort of a reveal in the movie um and so that was kept secret and of course i heard tons of rumors about that ahead of time but i didn't really do a whole lot of digging to find out like whether they were true or not or what the sources were or anything like that so i was like maybe he is maybe he isn't i'll just watch the movie and find out yeah so i know the rumor was always there at least for better to come with batch's con pretty early on but there was speculation for a bunch of other characters too so it wasn't just oh he's gonna be con or is it gonna be this character or this character so Still, you're left in the dark for a good portion of the lead-up to the release. So I think for Star Wars, it's going to be even more so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, at least I hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they're well, going to try their best. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there are going to be t- 
tons of rumors and stuff swirling around. I mean, you think there's a lot of casting rumors now. I mean, once they start filming, it's going to be like, oh, leaked set photo, and this cast member or this crew member said this, that, or the other thing about the script, and what's going to happen, and who's going to die, and who's going to be in it, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to kind of try to tune out a lot of that stuff, just because, like I said, once once the movie actually gets here and I go see it, I don't want to be spoiled on it, but... Um, you know, at the same time, I'm sure I'm not going to be able to avoid a lot of that stuff and it will be interesting to go see it and finally realize, you know, see just from the rumors, like what was true and what was false. Cause I'm sure there'll be some, you know, some true stuff and some false stuff, but I'm just hoping that, uh, nothing that turns out to be true is like too spoilerish. Mm. It's always hard for me to stay away from those set pictures. Like <laughs> those are the things I can't resist not looking at it. Yeah. Oh man. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just like, no, because I've, I've been burned in the past with like getting spoiled by that kind of stuff. And uh, so if it's a movie that I really am looking forward to and really don't want to know spoilers about, then I'll try really hard to stay away from it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we've got another rumor from Jedi News. Well, this isn't actually so much of a rumor. Um, this is actually kind of some legit confirmed stuff. Uh, there was a, I think a licensing, like a brand licensing expo or something like that in Europe, um, just within the past month or so. And, uh, apparently these guys at Jedi News got their hands on a Disney Lucasfilm brochure and it's got, um, just sort of an outlined schedule of some upcoming Star Wars related, uh, releases and it's got for autumn and winter 2013, it's got this Lego Star Wars The Yoda Chronicles Episode 2 and 3, Star Wars Angry Birds game sequel release, and Clone Wars Season 5 Blu-ray DVD release. So I'm pretty sure all that stuff's already happened. Um, then it says spring-summer 2014, Choose Your Side cross-company marketing initiative. So I don't know if that'll be a lead-in to Rebels or Episode 7 or something, but you know I'm sure that might have something to do with Star Wars toys or games or something and it'll be like oh you can get the light side version or the dark side version or whatever um you know could even carry over to like merchandise and stuff but that could be kind of interesting um and then one thing that i'm really excited about it's got classic lego games mobile release which sounds like i mean it doesn't give any more information than that but it sounds to me like that would be the lego star wars games coming out on iphone and possibly android Um, which would not be that big of a surprise because they've already got the Lego Harry Potter games and the Lego Batman games on there. And as soon as the first Lego Harry Potter game came out, I was like, oh, great, this is fun. It works on the iPhone. Where's my Lego Star Wars? Make it happen. Come on. (laughs) Um, And it sounds like we might actually finally be getting that. Um, And then it says it's got something about Darth Vader-themed TV specials. Um, And when this news first came out, I heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, does that mean they're making a Darth Vader TV series? I don't think so. The fact that it says themed TV specials, I'm assuming maybe means like a mini series or um, maybe, you know, Star Wars themed episodes of other Disney shows or ABC shows or something like that. Um, I'm not really sure. And like I said, there's not really much more information on this at the time, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see should be uh you know interesting to see what that does end up being but it sounds like it'll be some form of star wars tv special so that'll uh, be cool to uh check out and keep an eye out for 
Um, and then for autumn and winter of 2014, of course, they've got the premiere of Star Wars Rebels on Disney Channel, and then it'll be moving to Disney XD. And then they've also got this digital library launch circled. And um, again, we don't know what that is necessarily, but could be some form of you know Star Wars movies or Clone Wars episodes or something like that being released to i don't know if it's itunes or some other you know maybe netflix uh maybe both or you know maybe some totally new project that disney's working on i don't know but obviously sounds like some form of uh you know space where you'll be able to see those online and i've heard uh, some speculation related to this that this might be where we'll see the clone wars bonus content released um, even though this is autumn and winter 2014, and Dave Filoni just recently said that that stuff will be available early 2014, but, um, you know, it might tie in somehow. Um, and then uh, the other thing for autumn, winter 2014, it's got a Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special, and then for spring and summer 2015, episode 7 theatrical release, which kind of puts the kibosh on a lot of rumors that we've been hearing that it's been pushed back to December, because we really haven't heard a whole lot of you know, anything official to back that up. Um, you know, we haven't heard anything about like production delays or anything like that. I think we talked about this on our last episode too, that, um, you know, yeah, they, they could push it back to December if they need more time to complete the movie. But at this point, it seems like everything is on track as far as they planned it to be. Um, as far as we know, they'll still be shooting early next year and hopefully it'll still be out around summer of 2015. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see when it actually comes out and when we start getting trailers and release dates and all that kind of stuff. But um, for now, it doesn't seem like they've changed anything as far as release schedule. Yeah, so far, like you said, nothing that's leading to that uh, possible delay, but we'll get into this when we get to the official story from StarWars.com. But that, reading that official story kind of changed my opinion on it, that spring and summer 2015 is going to be the more than likely date, but I'll save that for later. But uh, regarding this story, of course, the big thing that jumps out to me, and I think everyone who read this, was the Darth Vader-themed TV special. And kind of going along with what you said, I think it's probably going to be some wishful thinking to think we're going to get some brand new Star Wars TV or Darth Vader TV special, whether animated or live action, that's just focusing on Darth Vader, even though that sounds awesome and would be really cool to see. I think it's going to be, at least to me anyway, it might be like a documentary type thing. Maybe kind of something like they did back in 2007 on the History Channel um, with the legacy revealed, kind of like detailing uh, like the, the stuff, the myths that Star Wars drew from. So maybe it'll kind of be some along that line, which is about Darth Vader, or maybe kind of going through the history of the character of Anakin and Darth Vader, maybe getting some people who aren't familiar with the story, kind of get them caught up leading up to Rebels and Episode 7 and all that. So um, regardless, I'm definitely intrigued and curious to see what those themed TV specials are going to be about Darth Vader. It's just more uh, cool Star Wars TV to look forward to in 2014. Yeah, definitely. But um, it's funny because you're saying you, that was like the thing you were most excited about. And for me, I think I was probably most excited about the Lego Star Wars games <laughs> on iPhone just because I know what those are, you know, and I, even though I've played all those games already, I'm like, yeah, they're fun, they're cool, and I've been wanting more good Star Wars games on iPhone, and we already know that they've got Lego games on there and they can work, and so, you know, it'll be fun to just have that to carry around in my pocket and be able to play it again. And, you know, the Darth Vader TV specials, I was like, okay, that's kind of vague. I mean, obviously it could be something really cool if they actually, 
did some sort of original story. Like you said, it could be live action, could be animated, but any sort of new and original story involving Darth Vader would be awesome to see. Or it could be, you know, it could be anything from that down to, you know, like they've got this Disney Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special on here. It could be something like that where Darth Vader shows up at a Disney Channel cartoon or whatever. So, you know, until we have more information on that, I'm like... You know, TV special is kind of vague. I don't really know what to expect from that. I know to expect a fun time from playing Lego Star Wars on my iPhone, though. So <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, my ultimate wish with that Darth Vader special, even though I know it's not going to happen, an animated adaption of that comic uh, Purge. <laughs> I want to oh, see man. that adapted somehow. <laughs> or The Force Unleashed, make it like... So, yeah. Well, I, I guess you couldn't really make it a prologue to Rebels because that's supposed to happen like after Rebels takes place, I guess. But, you know, I was also thinking maybe it'll be, um, you know, some sort of like prequel to Rebels where it's just focusing on Vader. But I don't know. Like you said, that's probably a little far fetched, especially because they've already said that it's going to start with a one hour special. Yeah. Um, and I, I think. We did say something about uh, they're going to release like some little short specials before the show airs um, or before it premieres that sort of introduce the main characters. But, uh, you know, I think it might be a little bit much to hope for like a full-blown Darth Vader backstory thing leading into the show, although that would be really cool to see. Yeah, but one can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, as is our motto on the show, we'll just have to wait and see as uh, this stuff develops and gets closer to the dates on this brochure. And, um, you know, we'll get more information about this kind of stuff and uh, and see what ends up uh, coming from it. But at least this stuff does seem like it's pretty legit. I mean, we haven't heard anything official from Lucasfilm or Disney on this, but this is like a they've got a picture on the website of the actual brochure and so it's not like somebody just speculated about this or it's like oh we went to this convention in germany and we put it into google translate and this is what they might have said they're doing it's like it's got it printed right there in english and so you know unless anything changes with their plans it seems like all this stuff is pretty much confirmed yeah definitely laid out uh, in a way that makes you think yeah it is going to happen especially some of the stuff they have listed for the 2013, which kind of gives it credit to the stuff we've already seen come out. And I'm also curious, too, with the digital library launch, is that something where we're actually going to get the movies uh, to be available available digitally? Because that would be something I think would be cool to have, just to have your phone on your phone or iPod, just have anytime you want, just pop in Star Wars, or and you can watch it that way. But there's going to be a bunch of other stuff, too, like every single uh, book that's out there or, like, no, they just released the making of uh, ebooks. So they're going to do that for a lot of the other um, tie-in books that came out over the years. So I'm curious to see what the digital library launch is it going to be. Is it going to be movies, books, Clone Wars episodes? That where the bonus content is going to be. Even though it says autumn, winter, like you said, we're expecting early 2014. But um, just curious to see what exactly that digital library is going to entail. But we probably won't find that out till later, since it's listed under the autumn, winter 2014. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, an official announcement about that, though, to see exactly what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that should definitely be, hopefully have some cool stuff in it um, whenever we do find out what that is. Um, and then we've got one other uh, just sort of small article before we move on to the big news of the week. But uh, there's a new article on IGN about Star Wars Battlefront 
and the guys at DICE making it. No new information revealed uh, in this article about the game itself or what they're planning to do with it, just sort of talking about their thought process and how they came to get the licensing for it and, you know, sort of their plans for the Star Wars brand. It talks about how, you know, it's sort of intimidating because it's such a popular game and such a popular franchise. He says, you know, you can only screw up, right? But uh, he says, we've been promising ourselves that if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. So trust me, we're hard at work to figure this one out. So just, uh, you know, a little bit more reassurance that DICE knows what they're doing, that they're going to really try hard to make Battlefront an awesome game. But uh, yeah, that was on IGN, and we've got the link to it on our Twitter feed if you really want to go check that out. If you're like us and hanging on every word about anything related to Battlefront, but uh, like I said, not really any big news or anything there, so... Uh, you know, the wait continues for some, uh, you know, game footage or another trailer or something like that. Yeah, like we were talking about before we started recording, you and me are really hoping that at, in December for the Spike Video Game Awards, we get either a new Battlefront trailer or announcement of another new Star Wars game. So, Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of hoping more for the announcement of a new Star Wars game, just because at this point I doubt we're still going to get much of Battlefront yet. I mean, the more I hear about it, the more it does kind of seem like it's, still kind of a ways off. I mean, when they first announced it, I was thinking, oh, that could be, that could come out like end of 2014. Um, and then, you know, we've been hearing some stuff saying it might come out in 2015. And the more stuff I hear about it, the more I think that's probably pretty likely is that it's probably going to be out in 2015. Um, not just because they want to coincide it with the release of episode seven, but because it's just going to be, you know, a big project and they're yeah, starting over and building from the ground up and sort of looking at what elements they want to incorporate from the old Battlefront and what new stuff they want to incorporate. And, you know, I don't even know what they're doing with the technology aside from the fact that they're using the Frostbite engine. But as far as, you know, creating all new environments and models and, you know, assets and all that kind of stuff they got to do. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a long process. So, I mean, you know, if I got to wait till 2015 instead of next year to play a really awesome game, I have no problem with that. So it seems like it's still probably a little ways off, but uh, obviously something we're going to be really excited for when it gets here. Oh, yeah. They can give us some nice CG trailers to hold us over till then, too. <laughs> we <laughs> right. won't complain about that. Yeah, yeah. No, a CG trailer would definitely be cool. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, too, that when uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, when the first trailer for that came out, I mean, that was E3 2009. so like in the summer, and the actual game didn't come out till like two and a half years later at the end of 2011. So... We could get a CG trailer for Battlefront um, or you know, maybe a longer teaser trailer. I don't know. But like I said, at this point, I wouldn't expect any gameplay or anything substantial like that. So I'd almost rather get a, an, a, you know, an announcement of a new Star Wars game um, just so we've got more stuff to look forward to rather than just sort of a slow burn of the hype for Battlefront when it's still going to be a ways off. I'd like to kind of get a glimpse of what else is coming from Star Wars down the line. Was Connect Part Two for Xbox One? Announcement. <laughs> if they showed that announcement, I think I'd rather just rewatch the Battlefront trailer again. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna just re- mainly focus all on the dancing mini game again. <laughs> oh man! But you know, now that you mention it, I would not be surprised if they made another Connect Star Wars Two, just because the Connect on the Xbox One is supposed to be so much better. Yeah, one that works. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like because a lot of the criticisms I heard about the first one was, you know, aside from the goofy dancing games and stuff that. You know, the game was supposed to make you feel like a Jedi and, you know, you swing your arms and it's like it actually feels like you're swinging a lightsaber. But I heard that just the movements and the controls and stuff were so imprecise that it just felt really clumsy and didn't really, 
you know, the, the whole motion aspect of it just really wasn't worth the experience, at least is what I heard. So, you know, if they want to take a shot at it again with the improved technology with the next Xbox, then who knows, maybe it'll work out better. Yeah, those reports are accurate. I can speak firsthand. <laughs> it ruined my streak. I had a rule where any Star Wars game that came out on Xbox 360, I would get all the achievements on there, every single one. But <laughs> that streak ended with Star Wars Connect, and I just couldn't play through that game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're you're more dedicated than I am. I mean, I've played a lot of the Star Wars, Star Wars games on Xbox 360, but I have not gotten all the achievements for them. Yeah, I was like, the Star Wars, I can't have those empty achievement spaces not there. I got a lot of I think the only game I've ever gotten every achievement for was Mass Effect 2. And I think I'm pretty close on Mass Effect 3. And I might be pretty close on, you know, a couple of the Force Unleashed games. But, I mean, I've, I've only played through those like a couple times each and haven't tried to play it on like the hardest difficulty or, you know, go get all the achievements and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. well, unfortunately, it's too, wasn't too bad since it was so short. So when you wanted to replay that on a hard, well, you pretty much true. beat it in a like a one sitting if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that whole game's only like five or six hours or something at most. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So of course, um, any new video game news? If we get something from the VGAs or hear any more Battlefront news, stuff like that, we will continue to talk about it as we always do because we love us some good Star Wars gaming action. But I think it's about time we move on to the big news for this week. And, uh, you know, a lot of people probably have mixed feelings about this. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. But um, this is, you know, this is totally official. This isn't like a, you know, rumor or speculation or something. This is actually an official press release that came out on StarWars.com this past week. It was on Thursday. Um, and basically they said that Michael Arndt is leaving episode seven as the screenwriter and, uh, JJ Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan are going to sort of come in together and, uh, fill in for him and the screenwriter role. Um, so addition, in addition to directing the movie, JJ Abrams will also be writing it along with Kasdan who, you know, we know has written some of the original trilogy films and supposedly was going to be working on writing one of the next sequels, either episode eight or nine, or possibly a spinoff or something like that. And he's also sort of been working as a consultant or, you know, just sort of advising them, I guess. They sort of have this whole writing team with, uh, it was Lawrence Katzen and also Simon Kinberg were supposed to be sort of helping out with the script for episode seven as well and just sort of contributing story ideas and all that. And so now Lawrence Kasdan, along with J.J. Abrams, is going to be like one of the official writers. And uh, it seems like by this point, I mean, they've been working on this for like almost a year. So I'm sure they're pretty close to having the story and everything nailed down. Um, And I don't know why Michael Arndt left the project if, you know, they didn't want him in there or didn't like the direction he was going with it or if he just kind of got tired of working on it for so long or whatever the case may be. But uh, I don't think this doesn't sound like to me that they're doing like a complete rewrite. It seems like, uh, you know, they, they've got some ideas locked down and they're sort of pretty close to finish. And now J.J. Uh, Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan are maybe just going to change a few things and just sort of put the finishing touches on it and finish things up. So, I mean, I'm sure some people are probably like, oh, no, they're having problems and the writer left and, you know, we should be worried and I have a bad feeling about this and all that kind of thing. And I can certainly understand that. I mean, 
it can kind of be troublesome if there's a movie that you're following that you're really excited about and it's, you know you hear that they have a production delay or that somebody left the project and you just kind of assume that stuff's going bad but i would probably be a little bit more worried if he left and they're looking for a new screenwriter to replace him or if they brought in somebody totally new to completely rewrite the script or somebody who we haven't heard of before or somebody who's kind of got a list of films that aren't all that good and you know they were writing it then i might be kind of worried but when he steps out and you've got jj abrams who's directing the movie and who's written films before and uh lawrence kasdan who wrote parts of empire strikes back and return of the jedi when you've got those two guys coming right in to fill the void i'm like not all that worried about it because i'm sure they're gonna transition pretty smoothly and just pick up from where they left off because these two guys have been working with michael aren't the whole time anyways yeah when i first heard this i was like oh cool Lawrence Kasdan and Abrams are now working on the actual script for episode seven. And then when I read the press release, my kind of uh, reaction after that was like, okay, but why did this happen? <laughs> Is Michael R., like you said, did something happen where they just kind of came to creative differences and couldn't agree where the story wanted to go? Or is it just something where he wrote, he wrote his draft, he turned it in, and now they're kind of revising it to, and then kind of putting in the stuff that they want. But, um, I don't know. This, this made me think that, okay, why did all this happen? And why wasn't uh, Abrams and Kazan kind of announced early on? I can get what you're saying where where fans maybe might have a a worry about it, saying, oh, okay, is this in trouble now? The, was Michael Arndt's script so bad that they had to rewrite it and it's going in a whole other direction? But personally, I don't think it's that bad where it's a situation where what Michael Arndt did is all being thrown away because... Kind of what makes me think that is in the statement Kathleen Kennedy uh, made. She said that um, Michael Arndt has done a terrific job bringing us to this point, and we have an amazing filmmaking design team in place ready to start production. So she still mentioned him in the press release. I was kind of thinking if what he did was like totally going to be thrown away and not used, they probably she probably wouldn't have mentioned him in that press release. So that's what makes me think it's not going to be a total rewrite. They're just kind of going through it and maybe adding certain things and maybe taking out certain things. So I think it's overall a good thing for it because, like you said, having Kasdan, who wrote the greatest Star Wars movie, in my opinion, is on board for Episode Seven is great. And then, of course, J.J. Abrams. So we all know what he's done with Star Trek and his other movies. So even the title of this news on the StarWars.com says, Master Filmmaking Team announced for Star Wars Episode Seven. So that's really what it is with those two involved. But I just have that question. Okay, I just one day would like to find out how this all came about and why they felt that they had to come on and take over the script for it. And another thing, too, that got me thinking is, even though it's, for me anyway, I don't think it's going to be a total rewrite for the movie, is it anything that's changing from the outlines that George Lucas had at all? I mean, that's probably what Michael Arndt was going off of originally was Lucas's early story treatments for it. So is that still going to be intact or what... Abrams and Kasdan bringing in, are they bringing in their own ideas or did they have discussions with Lucas later on, maybe kind of another collaboratory process with them three? So there's a lot of questions going on for myself exactly how this all came about and what we can expect in this script now for episode seven. So it was definitely surprising news when I first heard it. I was like, wow, okay. And yeah, so like I said earlier too, when we're talking about the Harrison Ford thing, um, maybe this was 
the reason they was holding off on because he was saying he wanted to wait to see how his story was going to be. And so when he found out that, oh, Kazan and J.J. Abrams are now going to take a crap at the script, he was going to hold off unofficially signing on until he sees what they'd done. And maybe he had some input with Lawrence Kazan. Because uh, if I'm remembering right, wasn't he and Kazan were the ones kind of lobbying for Han Solo to die in, in Return of the Jedi? Like, them two were the ones going about that idea the most. So not saying he's going to die in episode seven, especially since we we're just talking about that rumor of being in multiple pictures, but maybe him and Kazan were having discussions on where Han Solo could go differently than what Michael Arn had. So yeah, a lot of interesting stuff to think about with this announcement, but um, I think overall it's going to be a good thing for it. So uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see till we get more information about the process of when episode seven is going to start because Another thing that jumped out at me was the very last part of this press release where it says shooting is scheduled to begin in spring 2014 when pretty much before that we were expecting it to be early uh, January 2014 because I know J.J. Abrams had made that comments in the past that that's when they're planning on going there to start filming. And then it also ends with an expected 2015 release. So I don't know, it kind of made me think that they're still not confirming that 2015 release date, let alone the summer, spring 2015 release date. So a part of me is thinking that maybe this did kind of set things back a bit with them having to take over the script. And so they still want to shoot for 2015. But as I mentioned earlier, I was going to bring this up here where I'm not too convinced that it's for sure going to be in 2015. Because previously I was all on board thinking, yeah, it's definitely coming out in 2015. More than likely summer, but maybe it might get pushed back. But now they're kind of saying an expected or hopefully a 2015 release. So I don't know if you felt that way, but that also jumped out at me when reading this, where there is a possibility where it might not make it for 2015. At least that's how I kind of view it now. But I don't know. What do you think about that part of the announcement? Well, I think when you're this far ahead, I mean, I didn't read too much into it, but I, I think that was more them just sort of leaving the door open. I mean, with filmmaking, anything can happen and stuff takes a long time. And especially if they don't have the script locked down yet, or they don't have certain actors fully committed to it yet or anything like that. I mean, there are always unforeseen delays. And so they could schedule it for a 2015 release, but that doesn't mean that it's definitely coming out in 2015. I mean, people shift and move stuff around all the time. I mean, there are even movies this year that have had their you know release dates changed or even TV series that, you know, get pushed back a couple weeks for this reason or that reason. And so um, I don't, yeah, I didn't see that and think like, oh, well, you know, now that the writers have changed, they're only hoping for 2015 rather than it's definitely going to be in 2015. I think it's more just an issue of like, you don't know for sure that the movie's coming out in 2015 until it's 2015 and you're sitting in a movie theater watching the movie. Um, (laughs) That's, that's what it comes down to for me. And especially when it's still two years out, it's like, okay, we're expecting it to come in 2015. But, you know, if they do have further delays or something and need to push it back to December or till sometime in 2016, then, you know, you don't want fans to get up in a, you know, up in a rage about it because they're like, Oh, you promised us 2015. It's like, no, that's when we're expecting to have it, but it might take later. You never know. This is a long and complicated process. So that was sort of my thoughts on it. 
But, uh, I mean, like you said, the whole thing with Michael Arndt leaving and all that stuff, yeah, it raises a lot of questions. And, of course, it would be nice to know, well, sort of what's going on behind the scenes and why did he leave and what exactly are they doing to the script now. But, uh, yeah, I definitely don't think they're doing a complete rewrite of it because from everything we've heard so far from, you know, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody, it's like this is such a tight group. And these guys are talking to each other all the time. They're working together on the script all the time. They've all talked to George Lucas about it. And so... If it's it's not like Michael Arndt wrote the script by himself, gave it to Kathleen Kennedy, and she said, okay, we don't like this, so you're out, and we're going to have J.J. and Lawrence completely rewrite it, um, because they've all been working on it together from the get-go, and Michael Arndt has just sort of been the primary writer on it, and so... Um, you know, like you said, maybe he just turned in his draft of it and now they want to continue on and, you know, make some changes to it before they start. Um, and, you know, again, it would be nice to know all that stuff that's going on, but we don't really know all the background and insight and everything and exactly all the details. But, um, yeah, I definitely still think the project's in good hands. I mean, like I said, these guys, you know, J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who are writing it now, definitely know what they're doing. And uh, like you said from that press release, too, when Kathleen Kennedy said you know, that Michael Arndt has done great work on it and brought us up to this point, and now we're sort of just moving forward with it, um, it doesn't really sound to me like it's too much to be worried about. But uh, there's also one what I thought was probably the most interesting thing about this article, um, well, maybe the most interesting, because obviously you know, Michael Arndt leaving is a pretty big deal, too, but... When it says master filmmaking team announced for Star Wars Episode Seven, it's not just talking about the writers. Also, in the second half of this press release, um, they've got this whole list of people working on it. And I'll just yeah. go ahead and read this because some of these we had heard of before and some of it was news to me. And I was like, oh, is you know, are, are some of these being officially confirmed for the first time or have has it been floating around before and I just missed it? But to see all these names in one place was like wow, we got some good people working on this movie. Um, this is like the third paragraph of this press release, and it says, Location scouting, production design, casting, and costume design are already underway on Episode 7. A team of gifted artists are working to bring the latest installment of the Star Wars saga, including director of photography Dan Mindel, who's worked on Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, production designers Rick Carter from Lincoln, Avatar, and Forrest Gump, and Darren Guilford, Oblivion, and Tron Legacy, Costume designer Michael Kaplan, Star Trek Into Darkness, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Fight Club, special effects supervisor Chris Corbold, who's worked on Skyfall, The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, uh, sound designer Ben Burt, who Star Wars fans I'm sure are familiar with because he's done all the Star Wars movies so far to this point. Um, also, it's listed on here, he's done Lincoln and Wally, and he's done a ton of other stuff with Skywalker Sound. Um, re-recording mixer Gary Rydstrom, Jurassic Park, Saving Private Ryan, Toy Story, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, supervising sound editor Matthew Wood, who, in addition to doing the Star Wars prequels, also did Star Trek Into Darkness, The Master, There Will Be Blood, and of course, Star Wars fans know him as the voice of General Grievous, too, and all the battle droids on Clone Wars, and visual effects supervisor Roger Guyot, who did uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith from ILM, um, in addition to Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, Brian Burke, the producers, and Tommy Harper and Jason McGatlin, uh, who are the executive producers. And so, wow, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people who've worked on a lot of films and... You know, I'm sure every one of you know almost every one of those movies that I just listed after those people's names, you've probably heard of 
I mean, they're all big budget, successful movies with good stories and good special effects and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, this is like literally, I mean, the, the title of this article really is, couldn't be more appropriate where it says master filmmaking team announced for star Wars episode seven. I mean, cause I got, I read the first half of this article and was like, oh, okay, you know, Michael Arndt's out, and that could be a problem, but we've got J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, so we should be good, right? I mean, I think the project is still going to be good, and then I'm reading all these names down here in the second part, and I'm like, holy crap, this movie's going to be awesome. Like, <laughs> everybody on here, like, you know, is, like, the top sound and effects and movie people in Hollywood, so... um yeah, if anything, this just sort of gave me even more of a boost of confidence that, uh, if nothing else, we've definitely got some people working on this movie who know how to make a movie. Oh, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this is the first time, too, where Ben Burt has been officially confirmed to be back, which is, of course, awesome. I mean, him, with John Williams, with the music, and then Ben Burt is just, it's important with the sound, too, so... It wouldn't be Star Wars to me also if Ben Burt wasn't involved with the sound at all. So awesome to have him back with it too, along with Matthew Wood. But um, a little disappointed to see. I don't know if this means he's not involved in it at all, but some of the visual effects guys from uh, the prequel era, like John Knoll and Rob Coleman, who did such, to me, are like the best of the best when it comes to visual effects. It was an awesome job they did on that and other movies. So I'm kind of surprised they weren't mentioned there. I don't know if that means they're not going to have anything to do with episode seven, but I was kind of looking for the names in this press release too, and I didn't see it. So um, we'll see if they're even involved or not, but a little disappointed with that. Cause I mean, they just did such a great job on the prequels and a bunch of other stuff. So we kind of hate to have them not be back for it because I think, like I said, especially John Noly is one of the best in the business as far as in ILM and visual effects. So, but yeah. again, like you said, so many great names on this list and just the movies they've worked on. I mean, it was Definitely tell J.J. Abrams is bringing a lot of uh, his crew over to work on this because a lot of them work on Star Trek and Mission Impossible 3. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be exciting to see what all these people bring to it. I mean, it's going to have the Star Wars feel, no doubt, but I wonder if it's going to have its own feel that we're kind of not expecting because the prequels in the original trilogy have their own distinct feel, and I guess it's fair to assume this new trilogy will too, but it's, it's going to be more the Abrams feel than the Lucas feel or something some, drastically different than what we're used to but i think it's all going to end up working together we're going to be in for something truly great so just want to see all this stuff put together yeah, <laughs> and then yeah see what totally the final agree. product is yeah i totally agree with you there and i i think as far as the tone of it i mean i do think it's going to have its own distinct feel from the original trilogy and the prequels but at the same time i wouldn't say it's going to be something radically different and that it's going to feel like a J.J. Abrams movie rather than a George Lucas movie because, for one thing, you know, George Lucas is still involved on some level. I mean, they've been working off of his scripts and they've been talking to him a lot just to make sure they get the story and the characters and the universe right. And then also, like you were saying, I mean, there are a ton of people on this list who or you know, at least a handful of them on this list who have worked on Star Wars. And so it's not like this is just the best of the best of people in Hollywood who've worked on all different kinds of movies. And obviously there are, like you said, there are a lot on here who've worked with Abrams before on Star Trek and Mission Impossible and all that kind of stuff. But to also have Ben Burt, John Williams, Matthew Wood, and uh, the other guy whose name I just forgot. Um, uh, oh, Roger Guyatt, who uh, is the special effect, the visual effects supervisor and who worked on episode three um, and has worked at ILM for a while. So, you know, it's like we, we have people on here who have 
worked with Star Wars before and have that experience. And it seems like everyone on it, um, even though they're sort of taking Star Wars into a new era and they want to sort of make their make their mark on the universe, I guess, and make a successful new film and bring these new elements into it, it seems like a really prevalent feeling that you get from listening to J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody talk about it is that everybody wants it to really feel like Star Wars and feel authentic and be, you know, different and new and original, but true to what's come before it at the same time and sort of true to George Lucas's vision for the stories and the Star Wars universe and everything. So, um, you know, yeah, like I said, just seeing this huge list of names of talented people working on it, I was like, man, this is going to be a good movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that we're in the hardest part now, the waiting game. <laughs> yeah. Now, if only we could find out, you know, who's actually going to be in it and what it's going to be about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that stuff aside, I'm sure whatever they end up doing with it, it's, you know, these people behind it are going to do it well, whatever they do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just going back to the whole thing with the script with uh, Michael Arndt, um, not working on it anymore, um, kind of maybe go back to what happened with uh, The Empire Strikes Back. I believe the, the writer for the first draft, um, Lee Brackett, who did their very first draft for Empire Strikes Back, and just how totally different it was from the finished product. And that's kind of that's what kind of made me think, is we're going to see something similar to that, where there's certain things in that first draft script that made it, but then things that were totally different. I mean, there was things in there where where, you, where Luke goes to Dagobah and Yoda's there. He actually like force summons the spirit of Obi Wan, and they have a lightsaber uh, training session with Luke, I believe, or something like that. So just like stuff that you totally wouldn't think would be in the script, but then when you see an Empire, how different it is. So I wonder if we're gonna it's gonna be something like that. I mean, we probably won't find out till sometime later, maybe a few years when all the new trilogy is done and we get the making of book for episode seven where we get all of the insights out of the script progress and all that. But yeah, just made me think the, of that. It'll be the episode seven, eight, and nine Blu-ray box set with all the special features or yeah. whatever video format higher than Blu-ray we're watching at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Green Ray or Black Ray. <laughs> Super duper high def. Or we just put on, or we just stick something in our ear and it feeds it into our brains and we watch it when we sleep or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> we live it. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. <laughs> just stick something in your ear and, you know, next thing you know, you're in the cockpit of a TIE fighter or something like yeah. that. <laughs> How awesome would that be? That would be pretty awesome and yet kind of scary at the same time because <laughs> then people would just be like walking around like zombies trying not to live their actual lives and just living all these weird fantasies it's like something out of a dystopian sci-fi book there'll be no need to go to star tours though <laughs> <laughs> well yeah exactly disney wouldn't be happy about that yeah so we're never getting that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true yeah they got enough money to buy out whoever's gonna try to do that and be like just come to disney world instead yeah, or you go to Disneyland, and that's where you get those. Uh, you put the things in your ear, and you live and experience. Oh <laughs> yeah, Star virtual Wars reality Disney rides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now that we've gone off on weird tangents about 
the future weird technology. stuff we're going to be doing <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Um, as you can see, we've pretty much run out of stuff to talk about for this episode, but that was sort of our, our big news announcement for the week. Um, and like you said, it's nice to finally have something official about these movies, even if it is news that the writer is leaving, but also just getting all these names of all the technical and filmmaking people working on it behind the scenes. It's uh, inspiring to hear. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a nice confidence booster that this is really going to be a good movie. Now, if only we could hopefully get some casting news soon and sort of the latest rumor going around. I mean, I think we might have said this on our last podcast that um, there was a rumored date of like October 23rd or something when we might get an official announcement because they wanted to wait till like after Harrison Ford had done all this press for Ender's Game. And of course, that date has come and gone and we still have nothing official yet. But all the rumors I'm hearing now are that um, they're going to announce something to coincide with the one year anniversary of the, uh, you know, the big announcement that uh, Disney bought out Lucasfilm in the first place and that they were going to be making uh, additional Star Wars movies. That was almost a year ago. And so with that date coming up, it, it seems kind of like an odd thing to commemorate the anniversary of. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I guess if you're somebody at the company deciding when you're going to reveal some big information, that could just seem like a, uh, you know, a date that makes sense to do that. So um, that I don't even remember exactly what day that is, but I think it's sometime early November that uh, that all this stuff started happening and that we started doing this podcast around the same time last year. So um, if any news does drop around then and we get you know an official casting announcement that we've been hoping for for the past year, then uh, you know obviously we will definitely let you guys know about that and we'll be back on lickety split to uh, record a new episode. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be super excited about that once it finally happens. But until then, we will just continue to play the waiting game and, uh, you know, keep posting rumors and news bits and all that kind of stuff. Um, so thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, if you have uh, questions, comments, feedback for us, you can feel free to email us at kyle at clonewarspodcast.com or tim at clonewarspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Star Wars, The Saga Continues. You can follow us on Twitter, at Star Wars TSC, and uh, we're most active on our Twitter channel because pretty much anything we find, you know, news-wise or, you know, anything Star Wars-related, we'll just post on there. Um, and, you know, Facebook will occasionally get on there with some of the bigger updates or to kind of get into more discussion-type stuff, but Twitter is the place to go for just the sort of quick rapid-fire uh, you know, here's this rumor, here's this little bit of news, and then when we get enough stuff to talk about for an hour or so, we'll get on and record a podcast like we're doing now. Um, so, again, thanks for listening, and until next time, we will see you guys later, and may the Force be with you. See you, everyone.